Welcome to Healing Your Family Legacy here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Innovative, evidence-based recovery that helps to identify intergenerational trauma, allowing for freedom and embracement of the healing process. Today, episode 41, Managing Family at the Holidays, part one. And now your host, Dr. Donna Bevanley. And this is Dr. Donna Bevanley helping you heal your family legacy. Welcome back. Um, and today I'm going to talk about an issue that everybody has, and that is uh, how to manage holidays with family. Most of the time, I know that you're all out there doing this. I know that I do this, and that is that when holidays come, particularly Thanksgiving and Christmas, thoughts kind of go to, okay, are we going to go to mom and dad's house, or are they going to come visit us, or maybe I'm going to visit sisters or brothers or grandparents. It's like the, the idea of holidays conjures up experiences with family members, And most of the time, it really is about how am I going to do this? And it creates stress for people because you have maybe you're married or you're in relationship and you got your family over here on the side and then they've got their family over there on the side. And maybe you've worked it out over time. One of the one of the things that uh, I think is really popular is that we do your family at Thanksgiving, we do my family at Christmas, and, you know, maybe that's true, but what if there's, what if something's going on in the family that you maybe don't want to be involved with, or maybe something's happened where you want to be there and it's really not your turn? These are the issues that come up during holidays. Now, if you look at media, it's like all of the media no matter where you're looking, I I guess I don't know all of the media, but I noticed that on TV or on internet or whatever, it shows, oh, big happy family, you know, at Thanksgiving, it's a big happy family getting together and sharing a meal and, and everybody's happy. Um, Same with Christmas. It's like, if you look at ads for Christmas, everybody's happy and they're, you know, and the holiday songs start coming and, you know, the smells and the senses and the, you know, everything. It's like holidays are about sensory experience. And so what I've been talking about over the last several months is childhood trauma and how that impacts you, how to get through it, some of the ways that you take care of yourself. And so I'm going to start with that today. I'm going to start with how can I be, how can I get through holidays, get my needs met, maybe experience some family while I'm at it, and not have a breakdown or go into the depression that everybody is, most people are familiar with in January. And let me start by going back to one of the, one of the big you know, statements that I make throughout all of this podcasting, and that is that the first thing you need to do is get your age 
on board. Get yourself age appropriate. It's like, okay, I am, you know, seven years old, soon to be 71. And uh, when I'm making decisions that impact myself, maybe impact my children, maybe impact other people in my family, I got to act my age. So I've got to think about this from what I think a 71-year-old perspective would be. And I'm kind of a spry 71 or 70-year-old. See, I turned 71 right in the middle of the holidays. So in my world, it's like Thanksgiving, my birthday, my partner's birthday, Christmas, my son's birthday. It all happens in this like, you know, short period of time. And so, you know, a lot of emotion goes on. So when I think about it, I have to stand back and say, okay, this is how old I am. What would I like to do? Okay. Now, I know that as a younger person, still as an adult, but as a younger person, I was caught in that well, you know, it's like maybe I could go visit my family and we can have this Christmas or we can have this Thanksgiving. And there, and I did some of that and there were some really interesting experiences. Some of it was really positive, some of it not so much. Um, and, you know, I remember the feelings I had when I was a child and that's kind of an important piece of this and that is that when I was a child um, one of the things about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving was generally a positive experience for me as a child because I I was able to experience that with my grandparents and my cousins and you know I was an older cousin so you know aunts uncles my grandfather was uh, the mayor of the town um, that I call home or where I grew up. My home is where I am now. So, um, And because he was a mayor, he had access to um, a building that we would have our big family celebration in at Thanksgiving. And I know that if they did that today, there'd probably be uproar beyond imagination. But back then... Uh, it was a little different. Oh, for instance, just to give you an idea, if somebody was pulled over because they were drinking and driving, what would happen is that the officer would say, hey, you need to get home right now. Or why don't I give you a ride? You're too drunk. So people didn't get arrested for that unless they had a wreck or something. So back then, if you were the mayor, you got to have access to buildings that maybe other people didn't get the access to. So we would go into this really old, original, pioneer building uh, at Thanksgiving, and all of the women would be back in the big kitchen cooking uh, turkey for everybody. And we're talking, well, I was a child, so when, remember that when you think about your childhood, there, those memories are age dependent. So, I was a small child, a young child, and so my memories of that might not be the same as other people who went to those. And at this point, 
I think there's only one person left that was an aunt, uncle. My parents are dead, so um, my one uncle, I don't know what he remembered about that, except he was always the one that brought a piñata <clears throat> for the kids. And that was always a, a wonderful treat. But the smells, the uh, watching people hustle around, playing with my cousins, playing with my siblings, um, it was pretty delightful. And then we'd all be on this big, long table, very long table. There were, let's see, I'm thinking there were probably maybe 40 of us at this. So it was big. And then we'd have the piñata after dinner, and the kids got to do the piñata thing. It was delightful, okay? So in my adult reality, part of what I would experience is that I wanted to create that again, over and over again every year. <laughs> Not thinking about what needed to be there for that reality to happen. Now, because I grew up Mormon, um... There was no drinking. Nobody was drinking wine. Nobody was drinking anything. We didn't have TV, so um, nobody was watching football or anything else. It really was family getting together. So fast forward to, say, 50, when I had a younger child. Well, let's see, he would have been 12 or 13, trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to have Thanksgiving? Now, I had to be really careful not to let those, you know, the memories and the feelings of Thanksgiving as a child kind of lay over and try and, and think that if it didn't happen like that, it was a failure. Because people tend to think, if I can't recreate those positive memories then I'm a failure. Or what is more likely, because I realize now, having been a therapist for all the years that I was, that, oh my gosh, those family get-togethers were not filled with joy and happiness like the ones I actually had, but were more like, okay, everybody got drunk before dinner, uh, dinner didn't get cooked or dinner was was burnt or maybe fights were erupting because people were drinking too much. And see, that wasn't even a reality for me. I didn't even know about alcohol. <laughs> so, so, but I've certainly heard about it as an adult and especially as a therapist, how, how scary those, those, uh, that holiday was for people because, you know, for, for a lot of people, it meant that mom and dad got up and, you know, maybe mom didn't drink or maybe she drank differently, but there was a lot of alcohol consumed in that holiday and, and in Christmas too. There was a lot of alcohol consumed. And what I know about that is that when people start drinking alcohol, and this is true for everybody, is that it starts to um, impair your ability to see reality, okay? It dulls or, in, you know, enhances the sentence, but the senses, but in any case, you're altered, okay? The way you see things is altered. The way you feel things is altered. And so when you're a child and you're in a family where people are starting to drink fairly early, unless 
you know, and it's like, and that might be the only time it happens. But if it has to do with those holidays, that's the feeling that comes up for you. Like I was describing how, uh, how Thanksgiving was for us and how warm and wonderful and inclusive. Um, I was, I was too young at the time to realize that we were the poor relatives, <laughs> um, because we were always, you know, by then we're always on the road. But, uh, you know, at that time we were all together and we were all a big family and there wasn't alcohol. So everybody was behaving appropriately. I don't recall anybody getting in a fight or, you know, nobody ever, you know, nobody's head ever fell into their dinner plate and, uh, Things didn't fly around. People weren't throwing stuff at each other, or screaming or yelling or leaving in a, in a huff. Didn't happen, right? <clears throat> so my feelings about that are going to be different than if you grew up in a family where, especially when alcoholism or alcohol was involved, because especially if you had a parent who was an alcoholic or two parents that were an alcoholic or say you had an uncle or an aunt or grandparents, if there was somebody who was drinking too much at that holiday and it happened on a fairly regular basis or whether it didn't happen on a fairly regular basis, your feelings about the upcoming holiday of, say, Thanksgiving would be way different than the ones I had, okay? And yours would be more like, okay, you know, because remember, now just remember this, when it was happening to you as a child, you were thinking that somehow you must do something or that maybe it was happening because of you, or maybe you didn't think that at all. Maybe you thought, oh dear, maybe this year it'll be different. Okay. It's like if you grew up in a family where there was alcoholism or people who drank too much on that holiday, it probably wasn't you know, very much fun. You were thinking, well, maybe it'll be different this year. People always think that when they're children. It's like, oh, maybe it'll be different this year. Maybe we'll have a you know, happy holiday. Maybe you know, we'll have the holidays that we see in books or on TV where everybody's happy and everybody's sitting around the table and, you know, and there was probably wine in some of those uh, pictures or some of those uh, ads you see on TV where people aren't drunk and they aren't being crazy and they aren't falling asleep in their plate, okay? But that's a fantasy. And so what happens as an adult when you grow up in those uh, families where, you know, Thanksgiving, say, is really, it's going to be a drunkathon, and who knows what's going to happen. And it's like, maybe dad will get up and leave and go to the bar, and maybe mom will be crying and trying to fix dinner. And, and uh, you know, it's like, or maybe there's nothing for anybody to eat. Maybe we're having cheese sandwiches because that's all we can afford. There, you know, if this was your family holiday, the one that wasn't like mine, then every year you're trying to fix it. And as an adult, you keep thinking that, okay, we'll go to mom's house, we'll go to dad's house, and it'll be different this year. And what I would like to say to you 
is that if you're an adult, it's your holiday too. So maybe if you want to have a Thanksgiving that fits more in your reality about, I want Thanksgiving to be where we can have a nice dinner, family can be together, and we can have family experience that doesn't have to do with alcoholism, that doesn't have to do with people getting mad at each other and not speaking to each other and all of that, then you, if you're in your adult reality, acting your age, you can make that happen. But you have to look at it and say, it's probably not going to happen at the same place we go to every year. Because every year, it keeps happening. It might be different the way it happens, but it's not what I want. It's not what I would wish for my children. So you might have to say, hmm, I would like to have Thanksgiving at my house, and I don't want my siblings to come, or I don't want my family to come because there's alcohol there, or maybe there's a, you know, a relative that always upsets everybody, okay? Or maybe I don't want the football games on all day. You can make that choice. Now, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you might have to sit down together and say, look, what do we want? And that's so important in this, how to get through these holidays, how to say when when your mother or your, you know, or some relative calls up and says, hey, you know, we're having Thanksgiving and when are you coming? Usually they don't ask, are you coming? <laughs> they say, when will you be here? Because there is an expectation that we're our family, big families, family of origin, that we're going to go trundling back to what I call the scene of the crime. It's like, let's go have Thanksgiving at the scene of the crime where we experienced our trauma. Let's sit down with the family members who hurt us as children, who sexually abused us or physically abused us, or we'd sit down at the table and they'd start criticizing everything we did, how we held the fork, how we ate. Did we eat with our mouth open? Did we push too much food in there? Did we not eat correctly? Were we not eating enough? And the anxiety would be created over and over every year as adults. See, we're going back to the scene of the crime, expecting those people who were our primary offenders to behave differently. Think about that for a minute. Does that make any sense at all? Let's say you really were physically or sexually abused. Those people should probably have been in jail. But no, they kept showing up day after day, holiday after holiday, where, you know, our anxiety level as a child was high during that holiday. And, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And we kept hoping that it would be like what we saw on TV. Or we kept hoping that it would be like the ones we saw on pictures in the book. Like back in my day, and I know it's been a long time, but Dick, Jane, and Sally were the people that we read in school. Those were our primary readers, they called them. And so Dick, Jane, Sally, and their mom and dad, who weren't alcoholics, 
who were very kind and attentive to their children. And they didn't speak very much in the books. But, you know, we there. I remember specifically a picture of Dick and Jane and Sally and their grandparents sitting down at Thanksgiving, and everybody was all nicely dressed and happy and you know, thankful, and I thought, wow, that's per- that's kind of like what we had, only there were a lot more people. But if you grew up in, a, in that environment, and you'd see pictures of people that were, you know, sitting and, you know, folding their hands, and everybody's behaving appropriately, and that wasn't happening to you, then you probably felt like, well, something's seriously wrong with me. Or maybe it's my brother's fault. Or maybe it's my sister's fault. Or maybe I know by now that my dad's a drunk, and but maybe he'll behave this year. So, again, I'd say you don't want to have your childhood expectations be, be to go back and create that scenario and make it right. It's not going to happen. You don't go back to the scene of the crime with with your rapist. You don't go back to the scene of crime, sit down, have Thanksgiving with your rapist or the one that physically abused you or sat there and traumatized you over and over again about, you know, criticizing everything you did or would be give you the silent treatment or anything else that's abusive to children or adults, by the way, and expect that that's going to be different with the people that were doing it in the first place. It's not going to be fun. It's your holiday, too. If you're an adult, and I don't know if you're working these days because things are a little strange in the work world, um, it's like, it's your holiday. You get to have the day, the days off. You work hard so that you can have those days off, and you can start to create your own Thanksgiving traditions. And here's here's the magic word, right? When somebody calls up and says, hey, when are you going to come? Or, hey, why don't you come? Or, should we come to your house? Or whatever. Here's the magic word. This is what I call a boundary. No is a complete sentence. No, I'm not. You don't have to say, Oh, heck no, or whatever. It's like you just say no. And what I suggest to people is that if it makes it easier, just say, no, we've made other plans. Well, what are they? Well, there are plans. I think we'll stay home. You don't get into some big explanation. You know, and whatever you do, don't say, well, I'm going to, I we're not coming there anymore because, you know, it's always a fracas and a free-for-all, and I end up, feeling horrible for the whole next year every time I think about Thanksgiving. And it's not their business. Remember boundaries? When you think about boundaries, you think about what they think about me and what they feel about me right now in this moment is just not going to be my business. So I might just say, no, we've made other plans. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I don't know what the oh, mom's going to be so upset or dad's going to be so upset or, you know, my siblings are going to, my whole family's going to be upset that I'm not there. How do you know that? You know, they're dealing with the same thing. Now it's like your siblings. Remember, if it happened to you, it happened to everybody. So everybody's going through this in the family. 
And, you know, if mom still thinks that it's going to be great or dad still thinks it's going to be great, they're just deluded. <laughs> Unless they've gone to AA or gotten treatment for their addictions and understood the impact that they had on the family. And if they were abusive to you, they've made serious amends and changed the way they deal with you. And, you know, this does happen, let me just say. This does happen. And so you might say, well, I think, you know, dad's sober, mom's sober. They've done some work on themselves. When I talk to them on the phone, they seem to be different. And so, you know, maybe we'll give it another try. If you want to give that another try, make sure that you're not staying in their house. Get get an Airbnb. Get a hotel room. Some place that you can say, well, hmm. We've had dinner now. Everybody's like starting to get kind of nutty. I think it's time for us to leave. Make sure you have your own car. Make sure you have a way to get away and a place to go so that you can get away. Okay? These are suggestions I make for everyone. When you are going to be there, make sure that you're not like there for like two weeks or a whole week. You just go there, have Thanksgiving, make sure you have a way to leave, make sure you have a place to go, so that if things start getting out of hand, you can just look at your watch and say, gee, I think it's time for me to go. Or, gee, I think we need to get back to the the hotel room. Or, gee, I'm tired and I think I need to take a little nap, so I'll see you later. But, you know, it's like, what what use, if it's really, if, if they haven't changed at all, I don't know why you're there, <laughs> okay? I just don't know. Unless you have a dying parent that, you know, you want to see, how about going before? Or if you do go, how about just, you know, going and having dinner and having an exit strategy? I'm just thinking about how you take care of yourself. Because self-care is job one when you're recovering from childhood trauma. It is job one. That means that you get the sleep you need, you get the food you need, you get exercise, you have a couple of friends or friends that you can turn to and they're there for you. You take care of yourself, job one. Believe me, if you're not doing this, then when you're trying to take care of your kids, it's not going to work out so well. And if you're taking care of yourself and you're acting your age, you're thinking, okay, my mother is dying of cancer. And so I'd really like to have another Thanksgiving with her. But I'm going to remember that I'm an adult now, okay? I'm 55 or I'm 45. And I might want to do that for myself and for her. And, you know, but I'm only going to have it be this much. Maybe just dinner. Maybe dinner a little time after. And then maybe I'll go see her the next day for a little while. But if I think I'm going to sit there day and night while my father or, you know, a sibling who doesn't like me. And it's like, I got to take care of myself around this and get my age while I make a plan. So that's Thanksgiving. And I just want you to know that I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. And 
I've found that I've done this in my own life and it's worked out so nicely that I actually look forward to the holidays in a more realistic way. Not that, oh, this year it's going to be different. Oh, this year they're going to like me or this year they're going to welcome me with open arms. Okay. I don't have those expectations anymore. And so I'm not, and I don't put myself in situations where I'll be rejected for the holidays. So I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. And next week, we'll talk about Christmas. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Healing Your Family Legacy here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. Healing Your Family Legacy is copyright 2021, Dr. Donna Bevan Lee, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.